Welcome to Level Up Chips Esports Edition. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Level Up Chips Esports Edition. My name is Michael Gonzalez, and I am joined by what is your name, good sir? Uh, that would be Ryan Brown. I am the esports program coordinator for Central Michigan University Esports, uh, but you can call me Gortech. Gore-Tech. Why Gore-Tech? Uh, so that's my gamer tag that I've had since I was, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 years old. Uh, reason being, I was playing World of Warcraft, and I was like, hey, I want to make a character that I can level up max level. Like, I want this to be my first max level character. Uh, and I made a troll mage, and I was like, what's a name that sounds like it would belong to a troll? And Gore-Tech is what came out, and I was like, all right, and I just kind of ran with it, and it just stuck. <laughs> I actually thought it was going to be something about Fallout, because I swear there is, like, a character that I think, like, a comic book that's always in the universe that, like, his name's something like that. Total Gore-Tech. total ripoff. I uh, trademarked. It's all me. Uh, they should they should be paying me royalties every time somebody plays that game is really how it should be working. <laughs> like Bethesda would do that. Yeah, anyway. yeah exactly. <laughs> Um, so we're here actually to talk about esports, not Fallout. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, what you do over at the esports, you know, lounge or arena. <laughs> the uh, esports activity center, but we're going to refer to it as the arena because that's what I do. Um, so my my role as the program coordinator is essentially I am like a liaison between our teams, uh, our administrative team, and the leagues that we compete in. Uh, So a lot of what I do is just uh, when we talk to captains or we have meetings as an administrative team, I reach out to captains or I reach out to players and say, hey, here's what we need from you, uh, as well as asking them, like, hey, what are some things that we can do to improve? I send out, like, surveys and just, hey, what have we been doing that has helped you? What has hurt you as players? Like, what can we do better? So um, that's a lot of what the job entails. And then just communicating with the different leagues and figuring out reschedules and all that kind of stuff reschedules for what i'm just curious so each uh, game has like a default time that they play at but sometimes like in our case we've had two spaces in previous years that we could use and so if we had three teams that all had default games at that time it's like okay we need to reach out to these teams and see if one of them is willing to play on a different night or uh each of the each of the leagues has their own like reschedule policies and so it just kind of depends on the team and the games and what we can do well it sounds like that's a lot of work uh you're coordinating for what nine different games uh nine different uh titles this year yeah uh so i think what i have at the moment just just to list it off for everybody there is overall uh counter-strike global offense fortnite league of legends overwatch rainbow six siege let's go rocket league i said that yeah okay okay (laughs) Uh, uh super smash bros Valorant and uh, Call of Duty, and I swear there there's got to be like another one. I'm pretty sure that no, there that's is. all nine. That's Van Call of Duty Vanguard is our newest edition. They're just adding that on this year. Oh geez, wow. I'm <laughs> actually a little surprised it's Vanguard because I Me thought too. it would be Warzone. They've or done Warzone like for the past couple of years. This year they just decided to do Vanguard, and we're like, all right, we'll make it work. So you know that that is what it is. But um, so. One of the things I, I got to say, you know, I a, a lot of people, they know me for knowing a lot of games. You know, we do all sorts of stuff about Nintendo, about, you know, just a lot of the single player stuff. I don't think that I talk too much about the multiplayer stuff. 
And, I mean, come on, that's all you guys do. That That's the whole basis of esports. And I don't know too much about that. What is so, like, Im- important about esports to you? I think the biggest thing for me is that esports is about building a community. Like, that's the problem that a lot of these things have when you have just the solo player campaigns. Like, like don't get me wrong, I love doing that. It's fun to play those games and just, like, feel like you accomplished something on your own. But when you get to step into an arena with five or six other people who have the same mindset as you as, you know, I love video games, but I love the competition. I, it's, it's such a unique experience. And uh, just the community that you form with other people with that like-minded mindset of like, hey, we are good, you know, individually, but we want to figure out what it's like to play together, to communicate, work as a team kind of thing and there's there's so much you can accomplish when when you do that there's some some very cool opportunities and and i know that you do play one of the the games that was on that list uh rainbow six right yes i i've been on the rainbow six team for three years uh two years while it was a club team and then we just got onboarded as a varsity team this past year wow okay so you guys your guys are, are stepping it up all we're, right we're working at it we're working hard well the biggest thing for us uh we we're very jealous. I'm going to be honest with you. We were jealous as a club team because the varsity teams got these cool jerseys that I'm wearing right now. So we would all, most of us, like when you're at home, we'd like stream the games. We had a second monitor. Uh, several of the team, we would just have printouts of these jerseys and we just tape it to the monitors, our second monitors. <laughs> and we're like, that's what we're working for right there. That's it. That's the that's, one. That's the push. We want to be varsity, not because of the arena. I mean, it would have helped to not have connectivity issues, like have decent internet. But we were just like, we want those jerseys. And so, like, that was a hype thing for us to, to kind of work towards. So, you guys, you finally made it to the... Got the jerseys. You, you got the jerseys. Hey, that that is something. So, you, you were talking a bit about, you know, like, uh, a team. What what does that look like for something like Rainbow Six? I mean, I want to see examples because I don't know what the hell that really means. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the biggest thing is... Uh, the communication and working on the strategies is the big difference. And so when we talk about playing those solo campaigns, it's really easy to just run through and just do whatever you want. Uh, but when you're in this like multiplayer competitive scene, you have to work together. Everybody has to have a role. Everybody has to know what their role is. Uh, so for me, like when I'm playing Siege, I was a hard breacher. And so we'd have like two entry fraggers. So their job is to be the first ones in the door, get the first couple picks, start clearing the way so that our support players, like myself as a hard breacher, I can get in, open up the, the hard walls uh, to go in for a plant, you know, uh, try and open up lines of sight for our other teammates to be holding angles and to help us out, you know. So the biggest thing is like, so if you look at the, the defensive side of it, so that's like attacker. So from the defensive side of it, um, my main operator, Jaeger, he's got these uh, uh, ADS is what they're called. So they're uh, like anti-air. Uh, devices and so you put them on the ground and then if somebody throws a grenade by it it'll like zap it out of the air and then it has like a cool down before it can do that again Um, so as a team we have to go through and practice and say okay we have this is our site so let's say we're on a map like chalet we're on top floor master bedroom we're like okay what we have 10 reinforcements where do we need these reinforcements like what walls do we want it to be the hardest for them to get through like where do we want our safe spots to be Uh, and then we have to say okay we've got 
mute mute jammers that'll like make it so you can't use electronics near the mute jammer uh, ads that can't throw grenades through here where do we need to put these to have the most successful setup like we have a shield we want to put it on top of the piano so you can stand behind the piano and have full cover of your entire body you know so the biggest thing is uh, just working on that those strategies together which is it's complicated and it's not easy to do but it's a lot of fun when we have a new map that gets thrown into the map pool and we're like okay how are we going to do this and so we're breaking down every site so every map there's nine maps in the competitive pool uh every site has or every map has four bomb sites on it and we have to have strategies for at least three of those sites on every single map so it's a lot of like working on the strategies memorizing the game tactics how we want to play where we want to play who we want to play um but just the the introduction of like okay here's the new map how do we want to break down this site uh, was very cool and there were some things that we didn't get to till like the end of the season where we're like hey this map we never play this map but it's a very similar setup to the way we play this other map let's try building some strats and so like at the end of like three weeks left in the semester we had like one game and playoffs left and we're like let's just build a setup for uh villa let's just work on our villa sites let's just make some new strategies and all that kind of stuff and they worked flawlessly we had amazing setups because we just everybody worked together we knew what we were doing and took the time to kind of build those together wow and you know i gotta say you got <laughs> you're, you're saying a lot of things and i'm like you know plant all this stuff and i i get it you know i'm, I'm getting it's, starting to understand it's a lot yeah siege is probably the hardest one to talk about because there's a lot of things that just it doesn't make a lot of sense. And I remember seeing, like, the E3 trailer for it when it first got announced, all that stuff. And I remember thinking, wow, there's so much going on. <laughs> just to think that there's eSports stuff where it's basically just a hot... <laughs> Bear with me. Rainbow Six, you know, it's all about basically, like, bombs and hostage situations, stuff like that. Yeah. And for that to be, you know, a full-on competitive game, it's kind of amazing to think that, I don't know, you guys have almost this like SWAT like team that you're always doing strategies with. Yeah. And just uh, uh, as kind of a, an interesting thing, back when I was in fifth grade, I was in basketball. And I don't know why you were saying a lot of things. And I was like, this is starting to, you know, bring back some memories that I never thought of. Back then, I remember there were strategies and people would yell out code names. For those strategies, kind of those, you know, like secret things that the other team might not know what that is. Do you guys do stuff like that? Uh, so when we are playing, we're not always playing against other people like in the same uh, same location. We've been able to do that, uh, fortunately for us. Um, but typically when we're in the arena, it's just our team. So we talk about like, oh, let's do, you know, the B setup on this site or whatever. So we can do that kind of stuff. Um, each we do what we have is we have a lot of different names for different locations so uh when somebody let's say i am uh getting pressured from i'll call out to the team like hey there's you know mozzie is in harry potter and that means mozzie is, is under the stairs is what that means oh um, my gosh <laughs> yeah so we'll say oh well my is is holding pixel pixel is this location on cafe where you have you can put a shield there and when you're holding an angle at that spot it's like between two hallways so there's one pixel between the doorway all the way to the window oh and so wow. you just you, you have to aim for that pixel between the doorways if you want to try and hit him so it's just um, perfect yeah so you got to have really good aim to to do that kind of stuff so we have like different names for sites like that uh 
favorite probably being Harry Potter because there's a Harry Potter on every site. Like there's always somewhere he can be under the stairs. That's actually oh my gosh! I <laughs> it's like Harry Potter. What, what's that all? About? Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Um, oh my gosh! And and I think the big thing that when I was going into tryouts, just checking everything out, analyzing all the stuff. I realized, you know, Rainbow Six is a first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. So is Counter-Strike. So is Call of Duty. So is Valorant. So is Over. You know, you guys have so many different first-person shooters, but I know for a fact that none of the strategies that you have in Rainbow Six can play out in CSGO or in Overwatch. I mean, you, yeah. you don't have exactly that kind of Pixel or Harry Potter, you know, type of thing over in uh, Overwatch. Yeah. They have their own uh, kind of callouts and stuff, but yeah, the mechanics between each of the games is just so different uh, that even though they're all first-person shooters, like you can't hop in from Siege into CS:GO and ha- and expect the same level of gameplay and expect the same things coming at you because yeah, they're just so drastically different between games. So you know, you uh, you go through Rainbow Six and you know all the stuff. Do you watch the the esports like live streams of those types of games? Uh, so I watch the, the pro league games, uh, like they just had the Berlin major last week. Uh, and I spent 30 hours over the course of the week, just watching these, uh, teams play and, uh, to see people compete at that level. Like we think we have a lot going on and we're playing pretty hard. We're playing pretty well to see people compete at that level is just insane. And, uh, it's helpful for us to have those kind of things, like to look at those higher level uh, skills and fall back on those. Is like, okay, here's how they made. So we'll watch uh, during VOD reviews uh, when we're building strategies. We'll go back and we'll say, hey, we're going to work on uh, making strats for bank this week. Everybody go through, watch, you know, a pro league match of bank. Like I'll do this one, you do this mm-hmm. one. Break down their strategies for their defense of this site. Like that's your responsibility. So break down so. Go through, watch mm-hmm. it, track, okay, where's every shield going? Where's every ADS going? Every reinforced wall, every Wamai magnet, you know, how are they building their sites? And then we'll look at those together and see how we can adapt those to fit our play style. That's a lot to do. I mean, it's it's a lot, but it's, it's, it's worth it to have uh, that level of commitment and then to be able to come together as a team and build something really cool. That sounds really neat. So one of the things, you know, the the big thing about this podcast, this new you know series that we're doing, is helping people understand you know the different types of games for the esports uh, uh, division. And I was curious, so you know you you watch those Rainbow Six ones, you know the lingo, you know all the different things of what they're doing technically. Do you watch any other types of games like Fortnite or CS:GO, Overwatch, any of those esports games? And if you do, do you understand the lingo? Do you, like, look at it and you're like, I don't know what they just did, but they did it. Um, I I see a few things uh, like that. Um, so I don't – so when I watch uh, back these other games, so I'll watch our other teams when they, when they compete. Mm-hmm. I'll watch uh, CSGO. I'll watch Fortnite and stuff like that. Uh, I don't always get to hear the, the call-outs depending on what kind of stream I'm watching. But if I'm watching, like, a person's perspective, so, like, uh, Flash uh, is our, uh, CSGO. our CSGO captain. Yep. So I'll watch him when he streams his perspective. But when he streams that, I'll hear him make a call-out, and I'm like, I have no idea what he's talking about. He just killed a guy here, so I'm assuming that's what he's talking about. But a few weeks ago, as we were testing out this new software in our uh, arena, um, 
I went through when we were testing it out, and I went through with him, and he I played a couple matches to see us go with him, and he would make a call out to me, and I'm just like, dude, I have no idea what you just told me. And he'd be like, oh, it's this place. I'm like, oh, I got it now. And I just, like, hold this angle he told me to. But, yeah, it's it's so drastically different than what I'm used to. That's actually so interesting <laughs> that you actually that you play with him and everything, and you're like, okay, this, this is my life now. <laughs> yeah, so there's actually uh, cool opportunities like that. So we have uh, a club Discord. So back when we used to just be a club, uh, so we still have that club Discord is active. So like anybody can join that from the university. You can uh, join this Discord, and then there's all kinds of different games, not just our competitive titles, but there's uh, a channel for Tarkov or Minecraft and stuff like that. Uh, and you can just get in and you just play games with other people. They're not necessarily our varsity players. A lot of them will do play on there. Uh, like you'll see Valorant is probably more active than anybody else in that chat. So like, every night they're posting on there, hey, we're going to do some 10 mans tonight. Like who wants to play? Uh, so you do have the opportunity to like play with everybody and just get to know all these people. And then sometimes it does facilitate that you know interest in esports uh, from playing at the club level. And so it's very cool. Yeah. That's like one of the coolest things, you know. Uh, uh, the I'm blanking out on his title, but Phil. Yeah. Uh, He's, I believe, the associate director of sports programming. You know, I'm never going to remember that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry Phil, Phil, if I said that wrong. <laughs> and don't fire me. I'm sorry, Phil, for <laughs> never remembering that ever in my life. It just went over my head. Um, anyway, Phil, he he was telling me about how the the esports teams. You guys have about like 46 different majors. I when I first you know went in, I was like, okay, you guys, you're you know in it for I think the, it was 26, the 26. 26. Okay. I think we had like 40 – this past year, I believe we had 49 students on our roster uh, from 26 different majors. Okay, believe, that's what it was. Semester. 26. Okay. You know what? The numbers are looking a little bit right, but <laughs> but it's amazing because I'm looking at all the statistics, and it's stuff like accounting, biochemistry, computer science, which is a given. It's the larger one, but – even stuff like meteorology, mechanical engineering, physics. These people, they're they're doing all this stuff and you guys you're building that community. I mean, what how how does it feel having so many different people from, you know, so many different walks of life? Uh, it's very cool because especially for a lot of us like video games are one of those things that since we were kids and we were playing video games, it's such an easy way for you to connect with other people because anybody can play video games. You don't have to be good you know, to hop on, like, Fortnite or Valorant or something just to play with people. Uh, my girlfriend's the captain of the Fortnite team. I'm not saying it's easy to play Fortnite. I want to say it, make it very clear before I get yelled at when I get home. <laughs> uh, I'm just making it very clear right now. I'm not saying it's easy to play. However, uh, it's so easy to hop on any of these games and just play. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be this super competitive. You don't have to be this crazy, hardcore esports player. Um, you know, so it's so easy to connect with people playing video games. And so to be able to step aside from, uh, this like casual play and be able to build these communities that are even more in depth, uh, it's a very cool opportunity. And, and that's really cool. And I know, uh, what was it? You guys, you're having tryouts, uh, next week, right? Yeah. So the first week of the semester, uh, Monday through Thursday, I got the dates right here. If I remember what they are believe it's august 29th through september 1st uh we're having tryouts for all of our varsity teams oh man i i you know don't hold it you know to me don't i'm not making any promises but 
I've been playing a lot of Fortnite lately. Um, a lot of people might not know that because I didn't think it was that cool until I saw that Blanca and Chun-Li were in there, and I was like, okay, that, it's cool now. But <laughs> I've been playing it a lot for all the Dragon Ball stuff, and I might be trying out. I might be figuring out. I want to learn more of the mechanics, how to really get into it, because I think that's actually kind of a fun game. Uh, Shelbs and Cheese, the Fortnite captain, will be... Uh, very excited to hear that. All right. So we had well, we had an event last night. Actually, we ran this uh, event for Impact, and it was just kind of an open play thing. Anybody could show up and play, and we had a lot of like incoming freshmen uh, that just were interested, and they came to just play, and they were casually playing, and then they would be playing really well, and we'd go up to them and be like, "Hey, have you ever thought about competing in esports? Like, we have varsity tryouts next week." And they're like, whoa, I didn't even know that that was an option, you know? So we had, I would say, a dozen people that came through last night all playing Fortnite, and Shelbs took time to speak with every one of them and get them to fill out that form so they could come to tryouts. You know, that's actually pre- you know, pretty cool. I, I think that it's really neat, you know, what you guys do. I wish I knew how to do it, though, you know, and... What what's stopping people from you know trying out? Is, is there anything to really you know say? I don't know if this is for me. Um, so there's nothing to really stop you from trying out. Like even if you go and uh, you don't get offered a spot, like maybe we'll reach out and be like, hey, you know, we don't necessarily have a spot on the varsity roster for you this semester, but we do have the club Discord. You can hop in there, play games if you want to compete for our club team, give you kind of a little bit more experience in competing. Um, that would be an option for you. We also have uh, the potential where, like, we've had players who get offered a spot on the varsity roster, and they're like, well, you know, after doing the tryouts, I don't know if this is really for me, and that's okay, you know, and we still offer them. Here's the club Discord. If you want to just play casually, just meet up with some people, do that. We have people who've been offered a starter spot, and they're like, hey, I'd rather be a sub. I've got a lot of other time commitments. It's like, all right, you know, that's fine. Um, So there's really nothing stopping you from trying out Uh, The only real requirements, uh, and I'll say this, you have to be a full-time student uh, for whatever that is, so 12 credits uh, at CMU as an undergrad or 9 credits uh, if you're a graduate student. Uh, So you have to be full-time and you have to have, uh, like, you essentially just have to keep up with your grades. So we do have, uh, like, a program where, uh, for us, our requirement is you have to have a 2.5 GPA or higher. Uh, Mm -hmm. We do have the option, like, so if you try out and you're a little under that, uh, if you're between, I think it was this last, past semester, it was a 2.0 and a 2.5. If you're between that, we have uh, like regular study sessions. So it's like, oh, you have to go to one of these a week. Uh, and we have, to, we have to see improvement in your grades. We have to make sure, like we make sure you're keeping up with your grades because obviously that is our number one priority. We want all of our students to be students, you know. Uh, as much as we want to prioritize esports, it's like you're, you're here for education. Like we we want to keep you responsible for doing that. So, well, how do those look like? I'm always, that, that sounds really neat. Just having a study session with people who you play CSGO with. I mean, it's, it's a lot more casual than you'd think. It's not like super intensive, like, Oh, we're going to work on this today. It's you show up. It's like, you got homework. All right, do it. Like you just kind of just make sure it's, it's more of a way to keep people on top of doing homework and doing all these kind of things. And you have to like, uh, so, like, they'll check your grades uh, every week or, like, they'll have you submit grades every month or whatever it is. Uh, that would be a fail question. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but regardless, it's, like, the whole point is we just want to make sure that you're getting your work done. Like, we'll keep on top of your grades and make sure that you're putting in the work outside of the arena that you really need to do uh, to, to be competitive. Yeah. Because ultimately for us, when you're out there competing, you're representing our school. 
So we don't want somebody who is only doing esports and they're going to school and they don't actually go to school or go to class or do any of that because it's like that you might be good, but that doesn't represent how we want our school to look, you know? Uh, and the same thing goes for like toxicity. One of the biggest things we look out for during tryouts is uh, while the captains are running tryouts evaluating skill, we have somebody from the administrative team, myself or Phil, mm-hmm. uh, we'll be in the Discord call or we'll be in the arena with you guys and we're listening for somebody who's being toxic and they're not, you know, cooperating with other teammates. They're, you know, talking to the other like, oh, you're terrible, like, you know, go home, you know, whatever. Because if you're doing that stuff in casual, why should we expect you not to do it in a competitive match? When you're playing against other universities, when you have CMU on your gamer tag, Oh, or CMish on your gamer tag, you're wearing the jersey. We don't want you going around representing CMU that way or our program. And not to mention, you guys usually have the the uh, competitions, you know, live streamed, right? Yeah, so we do a lot of live streams and stuff like that. So we don't want people looking at CMU like, oh, they're letting this person be toxic. We don't want we don't want those people like speaking for our program because we're trying to we're trying to build something here. We're trying to grow our community. So that's one of those big things that we look out for. Um, is toxicity and it seems like you know it's been working for you guys um because you know i saw that what was it the cumulative gpa for all these where it was what 3.2 uh, 3.24 i believe yeah it was a cumulative uh, across all eight of our teams that we had last year and Which, we had two teams uh fortnite and rainbow six shout out my boys on rainbow six um that uh had an average above a three five which that's that's huge yeah. to have so many different teams and you guys, you know, keeping it up there. You know, uh, it seems like everything's been working out. So, honestly, that, that's really good, cool to see. Yeah. Um, as kind of like a final thing, you know, I was thinking, you know, this could be a good 30-minute episode, something <laughs> like that, just to get it started. But um, Oh, I was prepping for four hours, but I guess I can make 30 minutes uh, You have uh, something at four <laughs> or something like that. But anyway, um, so... People are, you know, might not know how esports work. You know, I was someone kind of like that. And coming up with all these different episodes to talk a little bit more about what these games are, how, you know, the community works, um, the person who's watching these live streams, what's so fun about watching, you know, these people compete? I think it's different for everybody. So when I watch uh, like Pro League, I enjoy watching um, the casters or listening to the casters because it's always entertaining because it's just like what we're doing right now. We're just having a conversation, except in that case, our conversation is revolved around what's going on in the game right now. Um, And so I always think it's entertaining more because I like the energy of the casters. Like when they're getting hyped, like looking at this content, like I get hyped listening to them. I get hyped watching the content. Uh, There are other people. So our um, former captain who just graduated, uh, Milk, uh, Uncounted Milk 42. I'll let you guys read into that as much as you like. (laughs) Um, But Milk would watch uh, when we'd watch these games together. And he would like, he'd prefer to mute the TV and just watch the game. Because he doesn't want to, like, listen to the casters, you know? Mm -hmm. So everybody finds their own thing that's really interesting for them about watching the competitive scene. Um, Sometimes people will watch our streams because they want to support us uh, as a team. They'll watch our POV. So, like, I'll have, when I used to stream, like, I had a couple of my friends would just watch my my POV and just only watch what I'm doing because they're there to support me. And that's also a cool perspective because you get to hear, 
you know, like I'm talking about, they're calling Harry Potter, and I get a text like, what the heck is Harry Potter? <laughs> like, like, when did they put Harry Potter in this game? I thought that was a Fortnite thing, you know? So, like, <laughs> it's always interesting, like, having those um, those moments and people, like, go to support you, but they get to, like, listen to what you're doing and uh, have a lot of fun with that. We actually competed when we were playing from home during COVID. Uh, it was the funniest thing. I had uh, my now-girlfriend... Uh, and my old roommate, they were upstairs watching my perspective. I was downstairs in my studio streaming uh, the game while I was playing. Uh, they were not aware that part of the rules for streaming Siege, because each of the rounds is about three minutes long, mm-hmm. to avoid people cheating, you have to have a three-minute delay on your stream. Uh, so somebody can't be watching my stream and then just Go. following where I am in-game. Uh, so to avoid that, you have to have a three-minute delay on your stream. My girl, uh, my now girlfriend, then was just uh, my best friend and my roommate. They did not know I had a three minute delay on the stream, <laughs> and so I had this game. So it was just it was a two v four, just me and our top fragger uh, legends at the time, and I had really crazy four K clutch uh, to win that round. Wow! We came back and we won that round. And we got super hype in the chat. All right, so we're hanging out, whatever. Okay, on to the next round. Three minutes later, these two bust in my studio door, and they start, like, cheering and clapping at me. I'm in the middle of the next round. I, for half a second, look up at them, and I died. And I was, I just, I didn't even say a word. I just, I looked so mad. I pointed at the door. And, like, they were like, oh, crap. And they just closed the door and left. I was like, oh, my God. I was yeah, it was Oh my <laughs> god. So yeah, it's it's very interesting. So people watch for different reasons, but like they were watching to get hype and you know, just watch and like support me, having no idea the actual context three of what's going in. on. Yeah, and so just they're thirty or three minutes after I did something really cool, they come to celebrate when I'm in the middle of another round. They had no idea. So it's <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of a lot of stuff like that where, you know, it's it's a very hype uh, ordeal, and like people watch for their own reasons, but sometimes it's not always work out the best as you would hope it to. But that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's a lot of cool stuff like that, and just because I've been thinking about this all podcast, because we mentioned uh, all the cool callouts and just the weird stuff like Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, so they used to have a feature in competitive where it was called the sixth pick. So at the end of each of your pick phases, so everybody would pick their five operators, and you got to see who the other people were bringing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would have our five operators, and we would get to see for five seconds. You get to see what the other team is bringing. Okay. And so, like as an attacker, you could see like, oh, they're bringing a pulse. So pulse, what he does is he can look through. Uh, walls and stuff with a heartbeat scanner and he can pick out where people are through hard walls. Oh, that's crazy. And so we're like above floors and whatnot. So usually when somebody brings a pulse, they're usually on like a bottom floor. So like a basement or a first floor uh, oh. so that they can see when people are trying to play vertical, they can see where they are upstairs. Um, so usually when somebody brings a pulse, it's like, okay, there's going to be a pulse. So they're either playing downstairs or pulse is going to be roaming downstairs. I'm going to bring a jackal so I can track his feet or something like that, or a lion so I can lock him in place and we can figure out where he is. Oh, wow. Um, so, but the the other side of that is sometimes you would bring a pulse and then you'd six off the pulse. And so you could switch from playing that pulse to somebody else. So now the other team is 
switching out a hard breacher for a jackal so they can track down this pulse and now there's no pulse on the board so it's, it's called the six pick phase so where a lot of it is uh like if you're bringing something like as an attacker like oh they're bringing this let's bring this character instead because that'll benefit us against this operator um so there's stuff like that. It's like a mind game. Yeah, so there's a lot of like mind games that goes on. Uh, and so, but it kind of ties into like the fun callouts and stuff like that uh, because uh, CMU actually sent the Siege team to a LAN event down in South Bend, Indiana uh, back in January of this year. Okay. Uh, and we got to compete against 24 other universities from around the country in person. Wow. So all of these Siege teams from around the country all met. So we had teams like from. Uh, we had University of Alabama Huntsville. We had a team from Hawaii that was there. We had a couple Hawaii. teams from the West Coast. Um, we were playing a game against Case Western Reserve University. And this was the first time the entire weekend that we had it. Their team that was playing us was across from us. So they had like four different pods of ten computers, five on each side. And usually you'd be playing somebody in a different space or like on the other side of the right, arena. Right. They were sitting right across from us. And so there was a lot of stuff where, like, we were trying to be quiet when we were making call-outs, but then there was other times where, like, we'd have Gage, who uh, would just be, and he loved playing Kali because she's got a sniper, and he would just sit outside uh, and just pick people off the whole time. He would just shout at us from across the, the line, hey, I'm sixing the Kali, I'm sixing the Kali, and trying to get them to switch on to, like, <laughs> somebody else. So he would just yell, hey, I'm going to do this to try and get somebody else oh to switch. Oh, my gosh. And then we didn't switch, but they switched because they heard them calling the Kali. So we see them talking to each other, and then they would call, like, oh, they're sixing Kali. And so we would just not six the Kali. We would just pick something else. And now we have, like, a counter to, to what they're doing. So uh, <laughs> the, the call-outs are very unique. So that would have been a good place where it's like, <laughs> oh, if we had different names for things than what other people are used to that would have been helpful um but it kind of worked to our advantage in that case where it's like all right well they're going to be listening to what we're saying let's kind of like let's let's play with them a little bit let's let's try and trick them uh and it works so they have um rook is not he has like these armor plates that he'll give people and Mm -hmm. then kali uh she will instantly down somebody if she shoots them um or like if she gets a headshot she'll instantly kill somebody Mm -hmm. um but if you have this Rook armor, it brings you down. Like, it just knocks you down, and one of your teammates can pick you back up. Okay. And so we – and so Kali, or Rook is the counter to Kali. So we'd say, hey, we're six in the Kali, and then they would pick up the Rook. So we would bring somebody to counter Rook, you know, because we know that that's who they're going to pick now because they think we're switching. So, there's yeah, there's a lot of strategy that goes into the game. But like we were talking about earlier with, like, the six pick and doing that kind of stuff, like, there's a lot of mind games you can play, especially in person, it was, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, I think that's awesome. I <laughs> I love doing stuff like that, just doing all sorts of mind games, trying to figure out, okay, who's doing what, all that stuff. If I can look like uh, L from Death Note, something like that, and just doing the back and forth with light, that that's something that I always love, so... Yeah. So it's a very it's a very cool, very unique opportunity getting to be a part of something like this. And it's not even just the opportunity to, like, travel to this LAN event with, like, four of my friends that I've, you know, become really close with over the last few years, you know. Um, there's just – there's so many opportunities you can have with esports uh, other than just going to LAN events. You can just – just getting to know people. Like, we would hang out all the time outside of practice just because, you know, the more you like each other outside of practice, the easier it is to, like, mesh as a team, you know? Exactly. Uh, So there's just so many opportunities for community building and to build new relationships and have these new opportunities, really cool things like LAN events and competition and uh, 
the biggest thing I always tell people is like when you're going to college, uh, so it's kind of my pitch for freshmen is like when you're going to college, everybody is looking for something to be a part of, you know, everybody's trying to find a place where they fit in. Cause in high school, it's easy. Everybody's in the same building. You know, when you're on the campus of CMU, like you are, people are all over the place. You know, you have classes, you know, you have 15 minutes to get from one side of campus to the other for a new class. And you barely know anybody. And yeah, you don't know anybody half the time. Like, so esports was such an easy way to get to know people and to build these relationships with people that you never would have met otherwise. And it's just such an easy way to find a place where you fit in because even if you go out to tryouts and you don't make a team or whatever, like all of a sudden you're in the club discord. You're just hanging out with people, you know, you're playing online, just doing 10 mans every night. And then all of a sudden somebody's like, hey, who wants to go for coffee tomorrow? You know, like there's everybody's looking for a place to fit in when you come to college. And esports is just such an easy community to become a part of, even if you're not a serious gamer, you know. So that's that's my pitch for incoming freshmen and everybody else is just like, if you're looking for just something to be a part of, something new to try, uh, esports is where it's at. Honestly, that sounds like a great deal. And maybe, who knows, maybe I'll be a part of it. But uh, I think that that kind of wraps it up. And I think next week I'll probably be talking with you, maybe Phil, just to talk a little bit about the tryouts, you know, how things are going, all that stuff. And, um... Who knows? I think that over the course of this mini series, we will be covering each game and the captains to really understand what it is that they're doing. Because Overwatch sure doesn't have a Harry Potter <laughs> under their stairs. So tune in next time for the next episode. But anyway, see you, everybody.